a whole bunch load of bad guys sitting out there shooting at us. We have all these things that we don't know what's going on. We really don't have a lot of great cover. Oh, and by the way, we're outnumbered probably five to one right now, you know, and, and it was like, okay, guys, here we go. Hey, Sean, welcome back to the show, man. This is a new format. It's the Protector Life now. And now we're just going to let's talk about the life, man. Let's talk about you. How you been? So, uh, everything's going well. And I appreciate uh, having me back on. So uh, thanks. Yeah, it's great to have you on, brother. Um, one thing before we get going, let's get that 30,000-foot overview of your military career. Yeah, so uh, for me, um, I'd always wanted to serve. So for me, you know, I got to do a total of 10 years active, another three years in the reserves, uh, so I spent 13 years as a SEAL officer. Uh, I got to do five deployments, uh, three to Iraq, combat zone, and doing all that stuff there, and then two more to Africa. Um, and you know, I'd even say probably the Africa deployments were probably scarier than the uh, than the you know Iraq deployments, just because you're out there by yourself, basically. <laughs> so, don't have a lot of support, so it's uh, it's definitely a different dynamic. But uh, you know, those are my last two deployments were uh, Africa and supporting Africa, and, and those so. Got to see that world. And uh, like I said, I, I got to do, uh, for me, I got to do my, really your like kind of pinnacle for a SEAL officer is doing a, a SEAL platoon and being an OIC of that platoon. And I ended up getting to do two of those back to back kind of right at the end. And, and it was great. So uh, got to keep a lot of the same guys and, and really just uh, go with, again, guys that were, you know, previously like, LPO level, they became my chief and team leaders moved up and it was just awesome experience. Uh, you know, we're getting to do that for, for 13 years and, and then transitioning out. I really wanted to get you on the show. And the reason I wanted you to get that 30,000 foot overview of your careers, you have a ton of experience. You, and like you said, you've watched your, your troops move up. You've watched, you know what they need, you know what you need as a leader on the ground and multiple war zones. So that's why I wanted that overview. I want people to understand that Mapbox isn't just some run in the mill. Hey, you know what? We're going to just going to get some gear out there and make some money. It's run by people who have the experience. So let's just jump right into Mapbox. What is it? Am I saying it right? Am I good to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So not to be confused with Matlock, which was a horrible TV show. Oh, uh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so Matlock, uh, how it was developed was uh, basically my business partner, uh, Zach Steinbach. Uh, we took our last names, part of my last name, Matson, and his last name, Steinbach, kind of cut it in half and made made the name and at first we really were just using it as like, oh, well, we need a company name to, to build this. And um, we were coming up with technologies and products, um, but really didn't understand how to get them to market, what to do with them. We thought we had this really good idea and it was a new cargo net system for the military. And uh, so we took that and um, kind of built on everything that we had learned through school. And then, you know, kind of our early career in the military um, and also listening and talking to mentors and, and investors and people and just kind of, kind of just kind of starting to put everything together. And finally we're like, all right, we, we need a company. We need to build this thing. You know, we need to get an actual product to the market. Um, we see a need for it and let's go build this company. So that, so we started working on the idea back in 2006, but it wasn't until 2010, did we actually get that pro or we actually get the company 
established. And then that wasn't even until 2013 before we actually, I guess, 2012, late 2012, before we actually, it was like December, uh, before we actually got products onto the market. So, you know, it took six years basically from inception to getting a product to market for us. But again, we were also full-time SEALs and just kind of doing this as a side hobby thing. But what we went from from day one when Zach and I started this was how do we create something that we can help other guys bring these innovative products? You know, as we were looking around the platoon space, I mean, literally, you'd get a brand new piece of kit that the government probably spends you know thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to develop this over the course of six, eight, twelve months, or two years, three years, or whatever. And the first thing you do is you hand it to a guy and the first thing he does is take it and takes it all apart and makes it his and, you know, starts adding stuff to it or taking stuff off. And, you know, and so we said, well, why can't we just tap into that mentality of like these guys that are on the ground? And so um, we wanted to create that. And, and what we still have today is this pipeline where we call paper to production, right? It's I can take something, an idea from a paper concept to full production that can scale um all without everything that we do i mean we we can do plastics injections we can do soft goods we can do electronics i mean and and i don't say uh i, I don't say this to like like think that we do it all in-house we what we are what we do is we build a lot of the prototypes in-house because we've got a lot of the, the products uh, or equipment to do that but then we go and contract manufacture those with other people here in the United States. So we find, for example, um, our carbon fiber work is all done in California with a company that makes racing sailboats. I'm pretty sure they understand how to make carbon fiber and make it really light, but also strong. And, you know, I mean, they're working on boats that are millions of dollars when you're talking these, you know, uh, regatta racing, you know, sailboats. And, you know, we're asking them to make, you know, small little tubes out of their carbon fiber. So um, we partner with these guys. They're, they're our contract manufacturers. And, uh, you know, with them, we're their only um, product line that's even in the military space. So it's, it's a completely new, uh, you know, avenue for them to create another revenue stream, uh, maybe outside of what their normal wheelhouse might be. No, that's absolutely smart. That's amazing. That is. I uh, I didn't think about that because I just made a really good order from your company, the Rhodesian Shell. Um, I really want it. And they're like, the drop time was a little bit longer than I expected. I'm still used to Amazon where it's like 72 hours, but we got to get I back can, to I can talk. I can, I, can I can talk to that. Uh, <laughs> we, unfortunately, with these products and what we've done, um, you know, and it's, 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 it's a direct uh, Black Island, Zach and I, we we were putting so much effort into getting products to market and so focused on innovation and 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 everything. And, and we have a good team and we were we really just let the run reins go too far. And then we we're like, hey guys, like how far are we back? Like, I mean, we were just just going and selling and, and making new stuff. And it was like, you know, how, how far are we? And we kept hearing them like, hey guys, like we need to slow down. Like we've got a lot of backlog. And like, how far are we? And we were like, and then we actually put numbers to it. We're like, oh gosh. Yeah, but, like, you know, I got to cut you off there, those. You're, you're not buying that Chinese piece of material that's made in a factory. 
like you said before, you're getting the right people, do the right equipment to the right builds, the right everything. It's different than it was before. You know, just as well as I do. I mean, I deployed back in early 2000s and we're we're just transitioning from post-Cold War and getting new boots and everything else. And to have that gear now compared to then, but then keep keep maximizing, keep rebuilding your fighting position as an infantry officer like me would always yeah. say. Yeah. And that's the thing is lead time may not be 72 hours. It may not be next day, but you're getting the right gear, the right time. And, and it's going to work. That's the thing. Yeah. It's going to actually work. You're not going to have to keep buying something different. Yeah, exactly. We stand by obviously everything that we make too. I mean, we, we use the best materials, you know, we're, we're, I mean, everything that, uh, especially for you, all the, the, the products that you'd order, the, the Rhodesian uh, yeah. vest and the pouches, I mean, those are all hand built. I mean, literally it is custom made, you know, cause there's not an automated machine that you hit mm-hmm. a little button and it makes yeah. it, you know, perfect every time. So, I mean, it is custom is hand built, um, you know, right here in, in Virginia beach or, you know, with one of our contract manufacturers, but it's all here made in the United States, um, all the way down to the stitching. I mean, we, we go as far to make sure that every little piece of it is made here, even like the, the weave then when they're making our material that it's made here in the United States. So it's not just, some of it made in the United States. It's, it is a hundred percent made in the United States uh, uh, and, and with uh, made in America goods too. So I'd like that you can go on your website too. And if you are a government agency or you're in a feds or anything like that, you can actually find the GSA and the NSNs and everything <laughs> like that. You know, trying to find that for any other, pro- other product is kind of tough oh. out there, man. It, it's it's hard for us to find them, I and we know they're there. And it's like you know, we we spend uh, one of our one of our guys. I mean, that's basically his job is to go through GSA to make sure that those links still work. And when you mm-hmm. actually click on it, you're not just going to like a a a search page of a whole bunch of like items. It's actually going to the actual uh, you know page there on GSA website. So uh, appreciate that. That's uh, good because that that is a lot of work to make sure that that stays up. Uh, what is your favorite product, your personal favorite thing you've put out? Let's, I'm, I'm not going to go all the way back. I'm going to say in the last year, what's your favorite product? Well, so my favorite product, I, I will have to say is, uh, the lift system. Um, and, and it, it's, it's been around for years. Um, but the reason that I, I love that one more than anything, it, one, it has a personal, uh, meaning to me because, um, I, I was coming off an op actually after we just carried a dude off of uh, to, to a helicopter in a rug in part of a uh, metal fence. And because at, at that time we were complete, we were transitioning so much outside of, of, um, uh, gosh, I can't think of the name of it, but, but basically, um, unilateral, we were, we were, we were mm-hmm. transitioning so much out of the unilateral ops and we were going to partner ops and all these other things like that. And, and, and our load plan continued to get just chopped and chopped and chopped and chopped. And now, you know, we're on, we're on target with a few Americans and a whole bunch of Iraqis. And, uh, we got into a contact and these guys just literally melted in front of our eyes. And we we're just like, great. Well, we have a whole bunch load of bad guys sitting out there shooting at us. We have all these things that we don't know what's going on. We really don't have a lot of great cover. Oh, and by the way, we're outnumbered probably five to one right now. We know, and and it was like, 
okay, guys, here we go. And, and, you know, I was, uh, I talk about it and, 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 and some other things that I've done just, you know, and talk about just being completely task after I was a ground force commander and I was, I was calling in our, I was calling in our medevac, uh, working on, oh, sorry, I wasn't calling in the medevac. I was working on the guy. I was communicating to my team leaders who were trying to clear all the other unknown threats that are around us. Cause at this point we were patrolling into targets. So now we had to like hunker down. I'm working on the guy. And then I have probably seven other tasks that I'm trying to do all at the same time while I'm trying to save this guy's life. Um, uh, and, and, you know, just anyway, we get on the helicopter and I'm like, we carry these SSE bags with us, uh, sensitive site exploitation mm-hmm. bags, uh, you know, and I know, you know, some, you know, you throw out an acronym and people are like, what is that? Like, you know, so, but we were, we'd carry these bags with us. And I was like, and in my head, I was just like, why can't we make that bag turn into a litter? Right. Like all it is, is a simple yeah. zipper design and, 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 I was like, you know, I mean, take this right here. I mean, all you're doing is unzipping here and unzipping here. And as soon as you do, you unfold uh, that bag. And, and so this just hit me as I'm, as we're flying off of the target to go back to the base. And immediately I called Zach. I'm like, Zach, this is like, we need to put this on the market. Like this needs to happen. And so then like, we just started, like he and I were on the phone and going back and forth over email. He was back in the States and, and literally over the next couple of days, we created that entire system of, well, okay, there are already thousands of litters out there. How do we make ours better? And it was like, well, okay, let's make it an SSE bag and a litter. Okay, well, let's make it so it had poles so you could put poles down it to make it a semi-rigid litter. Let's make those poles turn into a ladder. Those that low, those ladder poles turn into, um, you know, an end-to-end pole so you could do urban climbing. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, let's just, and, and it was like, and then let's make a rigid one. And so we just literally created an entire system from that one product, uh, the, the S-Lift, the, the first one. And um, in, in a matter of a couple of days, it ended up taking us a little bit of time to get it actually out to the market just because it, you know, it was just harder than <laughs> just like, oh, let's do it all today. <laughs> um, a lot of testing went involved in that, but that entire product uh, weighs less than one rigid stretcher. And when you look at the eight or nine products that that entire system uh, replaces, you end up saving the government, we end up saving the government money too. So like, I just love it because I know we're saving lives. I know that we, we have fundamentally changed people's thinking of, of it because it's like, you can carry the ladder poles, you know, or you can carry the ladder. A medic can carry just the actual bed of the rigid litter, right. And, and, and free up a lot of extra space on his back and other things. And you know, that a hundred or 90% of the time you're going to use the ladder and hopefully less than 10% of the time you're only using, you know, the, the litter when you go on these ops and stuff like that, hopefully it's less than that. You know, hopefully it's like 1% of the time you're only, you know, you have to use the, the, the litter. So, but you simply just pull the rungs off, slide the ladder poles into the, the litter. And now you've got a stretcher. And like I said, you've got this entire comprehensive system that saves money, saves weight and saves lives. So we, we, um, that's my favorite. I know it's a lot, a long winded answer, but I mean, that's my favorite product that we have. And we've, um, you know, you can see we've, we've created a lot of cool things, but that's my favorite. 
No, and I'm glad you explained it that way because that's where the like it's almost like the concept of the operation, and all of a sudden, like, huh? You know, in a real world, you remember it, and you're you're just like me. You're always pinging back and forth, and like, huh? How do I how do I improve this? How do you improve this? And then you have it on market. And the, the good thing about that is it's life saving. But then you could also have other tactical applications to it. So you're not only looking at the military now. You're looking at the uh, HRTs, the SWAT teams, the tactic teams, and everything else. It would be like, hey, you know what? This is great kit to have when we're going on anything. Even even ski patrols. So even yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, we've had we've had ski patrol, high rescue, uh, high altitude, high rescue guys. Um, you know, really just open our uh, our our eyes to some of their needs to stuff and you know what they have to do. And you're just like, gosh, okay. So that one, you know, and it's like, Oh, here, here's a part of it. And, you know, you might not need the latter part or you might not need all these other pieces to it, but you've got that, that, uh, you know, they can pick and uh, kind of pick and play um, for which part actually makes fun, makes most sense for them, or if it's two or three pieces of it, but at the end of the day, it all works together. And once you have the poles, um, you basically, you know, you, once you have the poles, I mean, it, it will literally go anywhere with, with it. So that's perfect, man. That's perfect. Okay. Bestseller. What's the bestseller you guys have right now? <clears throat> the Tarzir Eclipse, our night vision goggle accessory. Um, again, just something that you would think like when, when you use them, everyone's like, cause they're not like video games. Night vision goggles don't like work like video games or like the movies and things like that. You put them on and I know I'm telling you stuff you already know, but you know, it, it when you look at something up close, it's completely blurred out because you focus them out to distance because you want to engage a target out. So when you're trying to go reach for a door handle or you're manipulating a jam in your gun or, you know, putting up a charge for a, a breach, all these, op all these things that you, you, you forget about and how and, and it's just so blurry in your night vision goggle so we created a device that goes on the end of your goggle that um it creates that auto focus and it works on a pinhole effect where um as you uh uh as you close the aperture it's basically just an aperture that opens and closes uh it does reduce how much light is in coming into the goggle and so um you you set them up where um, you go outside at night, you focus your goggles like you normally do, uh, out to distance. And then, um, you take your MVG accessory and close it down, um, for the ambient light condition. And then, um, when you're, uh, gets a little too dark, you open it up slightly and now you'll be able to see everything from 18 inches out to infinity and never have to adjust your goggles. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's nav, they're nav air approved. Now we've got them on a lot of, uh, fly to, uh, uh, flight safety, um, uh, protocols. So guys can fly with them. Mainly the guys in the back find better use out of them than pilots themselves, but the air crew guys love them because they can, they can manipulate their gun. They can see how many people are in the back easily. And so it makes it nice, uh, for those guys. Perfect, man. Perfect. Well, Sean, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. They knew and improved the Protector Life. We are now in season three, over uh, 180 something shows now. So I really awesome. appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks, man.